Welcome back to Strip Down. I can't even tell you how freaking excited I am for today. I feel like a giddy little schoolgirl with who I'm sitting with right now. I've actually known her like when she first came into the world of LA and she's done so much since then. I am sitting down in Emily's studio with Dr. Emily Morse, the host of Sex with Emily, radio show on SiriusXM, as well as the founder and host of the iTunes top rated podcast. Of course, I'm sure you guys know Sex with Emily and she is just not only hilarious you know an author doctor of human sexuality I just like adore her when I first met her we actually connected because I was styling full-time she needed a stylist I was in her closet and to go through all her stuff she was telling me about all these amazing dreams she had about what she was doing and now I love that I'm sitting down with her you know few years later and it's like she's inspired millions of listeners and followers to make sex a priority enhance communication and strengthen those relationships emily welcome to my show babe thanks for having me oh my god i am so excited (laughs) like i can't even tell you like literally telling my husband last night i was like justin i'm like i don't get nervous about like anything anymore but like i am like excited nervous like i'm so happy to be sitting down with you and have you on my show so welcome thank you it's so good to be here yes isn't it crazy how like when we first met that was like how many years I think now. I just moved here. It was like seven years ago, and I was getting my nails done on Melrose. Yes. And you came up to me, and you're like, hi, I saw your <laughs> Bravo show. I, and then we just like hit it off. You're like, I do styling. Yep. I'm like, I need help, because I just don't have whatever. And then that was <laughs> yes, great. Yes, I know. And then we went through your closet. We had so much fun. But what was so cool was like, literally, I remember being in your closet with you, and you were just getting going, and you were like, oh, this is what I really want to do with, you know, sex. And this is like, my dream is to really help bring it to the forefront. And I just love that, like, girl, you are killing it. Like, everything you told me and more it's freaking here I mean kudos to you yeah thank you so cool so like I want to dive right in so obviously you know I'm you know a mama (laughs) and pregnant with baby girl number two thank you beautiful thank you and you know I feel like so many moms struggle myself included with like being able to feel like sexy and being able to feel like hey you know I want to have sex with my husband and like I want to be in the mood and it's like I feel like it's a constant struggle. Like I have to tell myself like make time but like don't schedule it but you do schedule it. Like what would be like your kind of first tips as someone who I'm sure gets asked this question a million times for my audience. Yeah, about how to get into your body and feel sex again when you're pregnant. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, I mean, I'm so glad you're talking about that that way because it's not really like, what can my partner do? Like, that's another conversation because Mm -hmm. for us, our brain is the largest sex organ. So how do you get your brain on board for sex? How do you continue to feel like a sexual woman in your body with this and keep the sexual energy going when you're like body's changing you're exhausted your feet hurt your boobs hurt like everything what do you do and so really it's a matter of keeping it so for the first thing is to continue to masturbation like I'm telling you continue to feel good about your body to continue to give yourself pleasure so that's important too and then also with your partner to continue to keep sex top of mind because you know you maybe you're going to be in pain or things are going to feel great after a while but to continue to say yeah we have to keep our sex a priority because especially you with your second kid now you probably know like like honestly people do laugh about scheduling sex but if you guys like have a build up to sex like even if you're like okay Saturday night's going to be our <laughs> date night we're going to get a sitter for sure but then in leading up to that it's not because you know how that is sometimes you have something in your calendar you're like oh fuck it's date night that means sex but it, what could you do from like Tuesday when you decide that it's Saturday Saturday, oops, until then, uh, to, to make sure that you are, you're on board with it. And I think first off, prioritizing your pleasure with your part, prioritizing your sex life is the most important thing. So how do you say like, okay, babe, Saturday night's date night. Like 
what can we try that's different? Are there, have you guys ever like done any, um, research together talked about your turn-ons yeah no. crazy, or, <laughs> I mean, never? we talked about like turn-ons and like we've made jokes like of course from like you know we've been together for like over a decade now you know Justin followed me you know from New York so okay. I've known him for a long time been married for almost eight years so like you know it's a lot of it's great but of course there's a lot of comfort there too and like we've had moments where he's like remember when we just like used to lay in bed and just touch each other to just get excited and it's like so we'll like kind of like go back to that sometimes to make it exciting but no we're not like I'm more adventurous, I would say, than he is. And, like, he'll go with the flow with me. But we're not, we're not like, oh, my gosh, let's do research together and, like, figure out, like, what this is or what that is. If I see something, like, obviously, you talk about or something in Cosmo or something, I'm like, babe, read this. Like, you need to know what this is. But, like, we're not, no, we're not there. Okay, so what would be great, then, when I always tell couples is, like, our partner's not a mind reader. And most couples don't talk about it. So that's why I think I will always have a job because every single day I'm like, (laughs) okay, guys, have you ever talked about it? They're like, oh, no, because sex is the kind of thing where it was great at the beginning. We Mm -hmm. all have this honeymoon phase, the excitement, and then you have kids. And honestly, when you have kids, your sex life is going to take a nosedive. So even recognizing that things are going to change. But what might be interesting is, so maybe it's next time on your date night, you start talking about like, so babe, Great place to start. So what's your top three times you've had sex? What's the most memorable time we've had sex? Did you ask him that? Mm. And then he might be like, wow, wow, that's tough. Well, I remember that time we were on vacation and like maybe um, someone walked in on you guys and that was so scary but exciting. You're like, okay, so maybe he's a bit of a voyeur or maybe he just likes that you guys were on vacation and you had the space and, and you had the time or maybe it was time you dressed up in something really sexy. Maybe you gave him a killer blowjob and you forgot what you did. You're like, do you remember what I did that time? So that's how you start. Like, those are the kernels of figuring out what's really hot. So if I asked you right now, like, what's the most memorable time you've had sex with your partner, let's say? Not before (laughs) Right, of course. Yeah, no. He doesn't want to hear this. No, absolutely not. (laughs) No, I'm like, oh. You don't have to even get into as many details, but maybe something happened. Yeah, whatever you feel comfortable with. It's probably, I would say it's probably, like, easily, probably definitely before our daughter, like definitely before children, before like being in that world. Like we went like away for a weekend in Santa Barbara and we just had like fun, playful, like sex after having like many glasses of wine, like hopping all the, you know, hopping all the little, I love wine and like hopping all the little areas, you know, in Santa Barbara and like holding hands, just getting to be romantic and like have a nice dinner, walk around, put like our feet in the sand and then go back to our hotel room and then like have sex and then like, you know, watch TV and just like stay up all night and like enjoy each other. Exactly. I love it. Okay. So you were on an adventure. Mm -hmm. You were outside. There was a lot of different things happening. Your feet were in the sand. You were moving around. You were drinking wine. So you guys were really connected. Yeah. And so to me that says like, and that's a common, like a lot of people are like, oh yeah, vacation. Right. So when was (laughs) that? Have you two been able to go away? together alone just like even for a night or two we've done like tiny little bits but I'm not gonna lie like the last time we did that my parents uh because you know my family's all in New York so my, my parents were out here and they watched Amelia and like we like went for the night to Solvang but like not gonna lie like yes we had sex and it was fun but like I literally my boobs were engorged and I was pumping right. the whole time every hour because we have a newborn at home and it's like so your boobs just keep filling right. up with milk you know yeah. so it was like he kept joking he's like I want to kind of be turned on because your boobs are huge but I also know like 
if I have sex with you right this moment, then like you're going to be in pain and like possibly get an infection. So I need you to pump first and then I can go at you. pumping foreplay. Like that's not something I've ever heard about. Right. So it's like making time and space. Like what can you do? Like if you get, uh, you know, you're just making time for you guys to get away. But I know you have another baby on the way. So this can be tougher. So I'm just like starting with, so there's also just like novelty. So what happens to couples a lot is the things that, why sex gets sort of rote and kind of boring and stale is because what people are missing is spontaneity and variety. And so spontaneity could be like, you know, tonight, like when you get home, I'm going to be in bed wearing this. And now I understand you have kids right now, you're pregnant, (laughs) but let's just say in general, you're sending a sexy text. You are planning ahead for something. And then the spontaneity could be trying something new. Like when was like, you know, when you leave here, we will give you some toys to leave with some lubricants and some fun (laughs) things to play with. But really it's just like a different position in a different room, trying a new toy and like keeping sex top of mind and making sure that you are communicating about sex. You know, a lot of couples read books together. A lot of couples listen to my porn together. Porn. My podcast together. They like, they're like, it. oh my God. Could be we, porn for them. It could be porn. <laughs> like, they're li- they like, we listen to it on the way home or we listen to it together. We listen to it. It's like their book club, but they talk about what they learn. So really it's like, it's really just about communicating about it and keeping each other's minds engaged. And then like, I actually wrote down some stuff before I got here that I thought would be fun for oh, yes, to talk about. Oh yeah, please share. <laughs> um, I was thinking about, uh, okay, so some flirty texts I was thinking is like, you know, it could be like, let's make out. I had a sexy dream about you. Um, Call, you know, I want to be with you. Can't wait till you, you know, come home because this is going to happen. And honestly, like words are like aphrodisiacs and depends also on each other's love languages. So, so that would be one thing. I think that's what else I wrote. That's interesting. Words are aphrodisiacs. So like when you're sending a text, like think about kind of how you're phrasing it to your partner. Make it sexy. Like make it like this is what I'm thinking about. I can't stop thinking about last night. And honestly, that is foreplay. Like foreplay starts after the last orgasm. So how do you keep... How do you keep you guys connected so weeks and months don't go by where you haven't had sex and you haven't connected? So like a recap from what happened last night. And then even if he's at work or wherever, he's like, oh yeah, that was hot. And then he started to think about it. Right. And then you start to think about it. And then you're, and then it's go back and forth and it's like a, a foreplay to keep that sort of excitement alive you yeah. know, with you guys. And then also recognizing that it doesn't have to always be penetrative sex. You know, mutual masturbation is really hot for couples too because you know you're both going to get off. You can do it with limited time and it's really hot to watch. And then you can also learn from looking at each other like, oh, what? that's actually hot. I never realized it. You move your hand in this way. You go over the tip of your penis and you grab your balls. I've never done that. So right. really it's just learning. a matter of constantly learning and trying new things with each other. Well, and when you were saying like, you know, words is uh, aphrodisiacs and also saying how like just, you know, like little things that build up. I didn't even think about that because it's like, so last night, for example, we had date night and we went to like a fun like parents kids comedy club thing but it was like you know don't bring your kids but it was all about like kids you know like being parents and what it's like and all these jokes about it It was hilarious but I like in my mind I thought okay we're going on date night I obviously am the DD because I'm pregnant my husband's having a couple beers so he'll be a little more relaxed and loose like in my mind it was like we were gonna have sex that was just what was gonna happen because we were on date night and we don't take many of those and when we got home he was like exhausted and was like I'm gonna get in bed and I was like oh I was like well I thought we'd like have some fun. He was like, I'm exhausted, Al. And I was like, well, I was like obviously so disappointed. And I was like, well, you know, we got the sitter and we went on date night and we had so much fun together. He's like, no, I had a blast with you. Like it was, I was awesome. And I was like, 
okay. And he's like, okay, so you're telling me like, that's what you want. And I was like, well, yeah. And he's like, all right, well, can we do it tomorrow? And so like, and I know he'll follow through because right. he's good like that. But you saying that about the buildup and everything, like actually makes a lot of sense. And my husband's a very you, simple man. And in your mind, you were like, yeah, you're building yes, it up. I was you're building like, it up. I wasn't saying it to anyone. Right. <laughs> right. But maybe if you had said tonight, like it's going to be, now you know. Now you know that like in, on date, and now he maybe knows too, but you remind him next time. So tonight right. I want to try this new toy that Emily gave me <laughs> or this fun lube or let's read this book together. I mean, different different things like that to let him know that like it is still really interesting because couples get disappointed all the time mm-hmm. in each other and they don't know how to express it. They don't know what to say about it. And then that is what builds up over time and then they just stop having sex. And I don't want that to happen to yeah, any couple no, anymore. And, and it can be true. prevented so easily just by saying like you know what tonight I'm not feeling you and then him reinforcing but I think you look hot and it's great and tomorrow night it's going to be on so you could even text him right now and say like <laughs> thinking about you tonight sexy whatever one right. of your moves is or something that you want to say to him and then it reminds him when he's stressed at work oh yeah it is happening it's happening I'm not going to bail on this commitment because I think people think well I don't want to have to remind him I don't want to do all the work that I don't is how be I feel having yeah and I right. know he's super busy that. at work and like you know it's like we're both super busy and it's like I don't want to feel like I am like you know bothering him or nagging him per se because obviously especially men they hate being nagged so it's like I try to really like pick where I nag you know and so I was like okay well I don't want that to be a thing that I harp on but at the same time I also want him to know like that's important to me like yes we have so many other things that we communicate on and we're so great together but like I do want that more often and right. it's hard for him also I know to know especially with me being pregnant like there's times where he'll go at me and I'm like uh, no yeah. I feel right. huge and I don't feel good and like I feel nauseous so I'm gonna roll over right. you know exactly so it's hard so it's how like, do they yeah. know right. right they're like well well last time you last night you were you know you didn't and now how do I know you do today I right. want the signs so really just about like clear communication because honestly most couples have some kind of desire discrepancy meaning somebody has higher want sex more than the other partner they just do like that's gonna happen and people always assume that it's men like I think back mm-hmm. in the day like, oh, men always want sex women are frigid no I no. hear from women all the time I feel like I'm like, way more yeah, wanting it yeah right for sure. so then you know that and that's the position you're in so that also means and this is true for a lot of women we are kind of we are responsible for the sexual energy because men respond to our energy they're like the container they bring in the masculine but as far as se- sexual energy so it's the way you move your body. It's the way you breathe. If he comes in and you're like, five more minutes, I'm finishing work. I'm crazy. The baby's crying, which of course happens. But then oh, after the that's over, you put it down and you're like, okay, I'm going to breathe for a few minutes. I'm going to like put on this sexy thing. I mean, it all might sound cliche, but the reason why lingerie, candles, atmosphere, all the senses, you just kind of figure out what, because the five senses are a great place to anchor it too. So, you know, your daughter goes to bed and then you're like, I'm going to light this candle that smells really good. I'm going to play the music we like, or I'm going to say some words. I'm going to, you know, feed chocolate to them. We're going to feed it to each other, you know, and touch. So uh, making sure the atmosphere is set up as well. But really when I talk about women bringing the energy, it's more like you taking a few deep breaths and being like, okay, work is done. I'm going to take a few minutes and I'm going to like let him know that I'm ready for it. Because I think it's really hard for men when they see women show up fully present and ready for to go or for sex and turned on. It's kind of hard to turn that away. Right. I mean, they might sometimes. They're in the middle of stuff and it's hard. But really, again, that's another conversation. Like right now, I'm turned on and I'm ready. But when you're both coming at it, like, I thought you were going to try it. No, you were going to do it. I know. It's and we're really so hard. guilty of that. Like, we are so Everyone guilty of it. Where Just we'll like, look at each other and be like, well, I'm like, I tried the other night. And he's like, well, yeah, but then you were tired and I thought your mood. So I didn't try. And I'm like, well, you should have tried. And it's true. And then you harp on stupid shit. That's the stupid shit. And I'm telling you, I had a comment. And this is so funny because I, I mean, in the middle of the show that night, last night, my best friend of 30 years texted 
texts me and is like, what do I do about the fact that I never want to have sex? I'm like, she doesn't listen to the show. She doesn't <laughs> listen. She doesn't, she doesn't know. I'm like, you don't understand. This is like the biggest thing in the world because she's got so many resentments. He's working too much. I mean, it's just the most classic right. thing. Yeah. But what happens is, it is true that all those things exist. It happens in every relationship. Like, you know, my, with my staff, they could be like, well, you did this last week. And, but once you be like, okay, we both want the same thing. Like you and your husband, you both want to have great sex. You both want to be connected. You both, you know, want to not have the contempt and the fighting. So when you can take a moment and be like, okay, that's what's happening. We're escalating this, but what I want now is sex. So however, it might feel humbling. It might be like, fuck him. He needed to go down to me for an hour <laughs> first. Once we like put that aside and show that we are receptive and ready and into it everything else can melt away like it really can it's like once we decide that sex actually is the important thing and we let go of it because it really is when you stop having sex you are you become roommates you no longer have that connection and you probably realize this if you go a few days or a few weeks without sex when you do you're like oh oh yeah you feel it's like it's like it's just even being in the moment doing it before you even have the orgasm it's an orgasm right because you're like oh my god this is happening this is what we needed i'm not as annoyed anymore that you were late that you didn't change the diapers that you didn't empty the dishwasher so true because we connected again and it's like you have to be reminded of this over and over and over again but eventually and also if you bring your husband and this goes for everybody if your husbands are listening bring in your wife to the equation or your partner whoever it is that like we both are responsible for our sex life Maybe right now my role is going to be letting you know what I need and your role is going to be being being, you know, responsive or making sure the baby's down or making sure the candles are lit or the toys right. are charged or whatever it is that you need. Then you're both participating in it because when it's one person feeling like they're caring, like you said, you feel like you're doing it all. And maybe in talking about this, this happens a lot. People interview me like, oh, I went home and I thought about it or they listened. They're like, yeah, okay, so this is my role. And then you get to talk to them. Because the most important thing when you're asking me how do you keep it sexy and hot is having conversations about sex without shaming your partner and blaming them mm. and not doing it in an inopportune time. Like when you're, and I know I'm giving you a lot here. <laughs> no, like it's I'm fine. I love it. Thing, no, this is great. But it's like, but I know we talk like in the same pace. So yeah. it's like they, like oftentimes we have so much resentment and guilt and frustration. But when you say, you know what, I'm going to have a conversation about sex outside the bedroom. You never want to have it in the bedroom mm, okay. because oftentimes we're like, I tried, you tried to initiate, I did, and then you're like mad at each other. But when you're like on date night, your daughter goes to sleep, you have for the moment to like, you know what, babe, I've been thinking about our sex life lately. I realized we never really talk about it. Like we talk about when we're going to have it, but I just thought maybe we can talk about ways that we could both really like be there for each other. And I've noticed lately that you really like it when I do that. Is that true? And what would you like for me? And it's casual. Like you're talking about the weather. You're talking right. about dinner. And that's ta- how it should be, right? It, it should, should be. be like this, like feel like you have to sit there and like wait to have that conversation. And I think from what you're saying, like I'm, I'm having like little like epiphanies in my head. I'm like, oh, you almost have to like take the ego out of the sex. Yes. You take the ego out of it. You take the anger. You take the frustration, the judgment. But also know it's a practice because mm-hmm. you said the right thing. You're like, it's scary. It's yeah, it seems like a big sure. deal. And it is a big deal because literally no one has, no one has talked to us about it. I mean, it wasn't like we had a great college course on sex. Right. I didn't. Amen. I mean, <laughs> and no one, none of our our other partners talked about it. so it might like just like anything the first time you have to ask someone for money in a business mm-hmm. the first time you have to ask your clients for it's terrifying but then over time it gets easier like this is my worth pay it or I'm leaving right the same thing goes for sex it gets a lot easier over time and what I find with most couples is 
after they get through the awkwardness and even saying, babe, I know it's awkward. I know we've never talked about it. I'm really nervous. My hands are shaking. I don't want to say anything that's offensive. I'm not trying to hurt you. I think it's going to help. Like whatever it is, it gets easier over time. And then it's like you get, you look forward to talking about it. You look forward to working on your sex life together. Yeah. That's I what think you're that's going such a towards. great point because it's like, it is true. And it's funny that you say that because like truthfully before, obviously like, you know, having like our daughter and like now being pregnant again, like it was way easier, you know, like it was like if we were in the mood. It just happened. If right. I was in the mood, he would still go for it. It's like now it really is like a process. And like sometimes I forget that like it does take, you know, a few days or a few weeks for us to actually get to reconnect and yeah. get to do that. And it's like I think I kind of, I would say like take for granted. But like when, you know, it was just the two of us, it was just the two of us. So it was like whenever we wanted, there was nothing in the way, maybe getting home late from work. But it was like whatever. It could now, still happen. Yeah. You're now exhausted. exhausted, especially me. You know, I mean, I know he's exhausted too, but I'm like, I tell him all the time I'm like babe I'm pregnant exhausted it's like a different level it's like of exhausted. it doesn't right you can't even but <laughs> you then, can't even exactly but it's like and then all the factors and then you know dinner and the house and the house is a mess and all these like boxes uh, I feel like I have to check off as a mom that I feel like I don't even get to get back to Allie and who I am to then be present of like what you're saying to be like okay I I can now be there for Justin and be like my, there for my husband and be like okay we're doing this and I'm in my spot so that's something I have to work on now is like you said like taking those deep breaths and being like okay I'm gonna get myself in that moment and let like like your like your candle says let the rest of that shit go you know and just like be in the moment and reset Mm -hmm. and like be there for him so he can then feel my energy and get into it and I think that's like a really important thing to talk about because I'm sure there's like so many other parents and moms and moms to be that like you know don't think about this and also like you said like they feel like they're shaming like you're shaming yourself you're shaming your partner and then you just end up talking yourself out of it I realize that sometimes with me too yes like what would you say is like you know suggestion if you feel like that right and you're like you're you were excited you had you know been building up like you were saying you're doing all these things and all of a sudden that day you're like oh you know what I have this to do I have that to do I am this and you're just literally talking yourself out of having sex with your partner like what do you do okay to go that is such a great question so it depends on what it is like you get to check in like if you're really sick and you're in pain then you're gonna be babe I'm I was looking forward to our sex all day but I'm not feeling great then you then you bow out sure but what you could do in the moment if you're just like it's the typical like like every time I have a dinner even with friends I'm like I gotta cancel I gotta can't oh my god too much going on and right. then I'm like okay yeah. do I want to see this person so it's almost like catching yourself in the moment going I'm doing that thing again okay what's really going on I just I think breath is so freaking underrated taking a few deep breaths and being like okay how am I going to feel after it I always liken it to the gym we going getting your shoes on and getting out the door is the hardest part but (laughs) mama hasn't been to the gym in like six months so good for you (laughs) right but once you get there you're like oh I'm here I'm here and sex is kind of like that too so you can think to yourself well will this benefit me to have sex right now how bad how long is it going to last I mean it's going to be like 15 minutes and we're going to feel more connected and maybe I'll start thinking about um something that I really appreciate about my partner or that I'm really looking forward to sexually. Oh, maybe I could use, I mean, I don't know what gets you off or if you frequent orgasms or if you play with toys right. or. I'm, I'm actually like pretty blessed in the orgasm department and I have to say, like I have to give my husband credit. Like he's pretty good about like once we're actually in it, like knowing the spots that I can like get off like at least once, but usually it's multiple. So I'm, Amazing. <laughs> I'm very grateful for that. So it's like once, I think that's why I also get frustrated Emily's because it's like, 
I know that it is good and it really hasn't gone stale per se. We may feel stale because we're not doing it as much as right. we used to or I feel that way. But like once we're in it, it's like, oh no, it's it's like we had sex years ago. You know, it's like, which is great. We go back to that buildup. That's amazing. I mean, and I love that you're having great orgasms and connections. So I think in that moment, you just think to yourself, okay, I'm talking myself out of it. I'm recognizing this. How can I reframe this? Like what is the benefit to doing it I mean I always think about that this like literally like the pros and cons like we're going to feel more connected it's really not that much time and oh yeah last time we had sex I actually felt better so I so think true. that's the way you do it I mean I really think it's like a reset well and and for I would say like for me and like a lot of other pregnant mamas like it actually is something that they say you should do like second trimester on because it helps like yes. loosen everything up it helps all your pain so it's like you just add that as an actual exactly. another benefit it actually is a benefit right it is a benefit it absolutely is you're like it's going to feel better right. and then you have the memory of going oh yeah I have experience with this it usually right. is better it's going to help both of us and so and I think when you find yourself getting to that point just saying like oh here it goes again okay being mindful and being like I know this is going to benefit us right. both and like letting the other stuff go because this is what happens people don't aren't getting this advice they aren't asking for it and then they're literally calling into my show and being like we haven't had sex in a year right that's a lot that's, harder oh yeah just think I'm about sure. not going to the gym if you went gym you went to the gym once in a year mm-hmm. right once mm-hmm. a week and much better so it's the same exact thing so it saying, really is a practice in a way it is a practice it's like everything else it is a practice and I always tell women like in, keep your own pilot light lit so like how mm, do you that. continue to keep feel sexual be in your body um doing things that feel sexy like again your sexy lingerie wearing you know treating yourself massage like taking a bath that is such I remember when I first started doing this like 15 years ago they're like take a bubble bath I'm like that's so cheesy <laughs> take a bubble bath and bring your roses and chocolate but the truth is there's a reason like the the when you take a bath like it resets your nervous system oh you I'm are all about relaxed. a good bath yes so that will be like it could be a five minute bath but that's going to change your state something like also like a Tony Robbins thing like change your state when you like <laughs> yeah to connect so it's like what could I do to get into that state right now my thoughts are running the game right now they're telling me no I don't want sex what could I do to change my state whether it's going for a walk taking a bath touching yourself thinking a thought that turned you on that's all all part part that's all part of keeping the pilot light lit okay so when you say keep the pilot lit I was gonna say like to like come off of that like for women that are like okay but how do I do that if I feel like I literally struggle so like I have a lot yeah, of my no, friends who say to me like Tell me. you know I'm really not someone who touches myself like I, I feel like okay. I'm pretty comfortable like with my body so like I don't do it all the time but if I'm feeling it like I can go for it right. and I feel like I, that's like a good thing because like you said it's important but I have friends of mine I have you know listeners I have people have told me that like oh. uh, I can't do that kind of shit like that's just not me what would you suggest are ways to really keep like you said that that pilot lit so this is for women you're saying who don't have orgasms and never masturbate or yeah both? a little bit of both yeah honestly like if you I mean, and it's very common again you guys no one's a freak no one's failing there's no sex police that's knocking <laughs> your door telling you you're doing it wrong like everyone's like I have failed I am a terrible at sex that's why nobody wants to talk about it right because exactly. they feel like it's just like uh well what am I doing wrong like I'm seeing this and I'm seeing that and it's like well you're seeing all the shit that's not really real that's just out there and it's we like com- that's not how it is at home we compare ourselves to the the, per- the the what we perceive to be everyone else's perfect lives yes well everyone else is having amazing sex everyone I can see them they're so happy it's like no no, no, no. Everyone is going to struggle with this. Just like we all struggle with literally everything. Like mm-hmm. getting out the door in the morning. Not easy. Like you should have seen before we got here. Like my sister, <laughs> I'm like, there's a million outfits. We have to change. There's things going on. So, so what it is, is I mean, I think first off, noticing, knowing that like, I'm telling you, I'm a huge fan of sex toys. I, I believe that that, if you don't masturbate and you never have, and you're at a certain point in your life, like, do you think that 
first off, knowing that there's no shame in the sex toy game, that the majority of women do not orgasm from peanut from from penetration alone. So only twenty percent of women have an orgasm through a penis. Oh wow! Okay, okay. thank you for letting me be one. Of no, you really are blessed. I'm telling you, <laughs> you are so lucky because it is and honestly it's anatomy it's how close your clitoris is to your vaginal opening mm. it's not because you're sense. yeah so that's just what it is so but for the majority of women were walking and going but i saw it in the movies and on television they had explosive orgasms that's not real life so for women if you've never explored get a really cool like a really great little like bullet vibrator you know go to sexwithelmy.com I talk about anything by WeVibe is amazing oh, I'm always reading your newsletter like yeah. everything oh, do you? I love <laughs> oh that God, okay, yes. I'm so glad we're connected so um, you know get a little bullet vibe your partner will not be threatened and listen to a few of my podcasts go to my website we talk about literally every day how do I introduce sex toys to my partner so feeling like your partner wants you to have pleasure they want you to be turned on like if they're still threatened by Toys like no one I that I've ever no no one has ever called me and said you know Emily you were right I broke up with my boyfriend because I got this great toy <laughs> like that doesn't happen in the universe it just is really a um, it just makes sense because if our fingers and our hands and other things aren't going to do it because we literally require a vibration we require something deeper in a different place just just test it out because a vibrator is going to work for most people and then once you have those orgasms again when even when you're not with a person sex begets sex so the more you get into your body and you feel pleasure and you feel orgasm um the more likely you're going to want to have sex again with your partner because what's in it for women if we're not having pleasure of course you don't want it it's a whole rigmarole your partner might not have 20 minutes to go down on you and so because that's the why how the majority of women are going to come through fingers or um a partner's fingers or mouths okay it's not through a penis like this is like if i could buy a billboard <laughs> i would fucking do it because i'm waiting for it <laughs> no really like it's about time they just right? seriously so like there's nothing wrong with you in that department like you're totally fine do some exploring and then oh i just thought of something else i was gonna say there about toys um is that sex begets sex? It was something, I don't know. It'll well, I was going to say from what you're saying too, it's like really taking the shame also out of like you feeling shameful as that partner to like not be like, oh, I can't use toys or I shouldn't do this just because I'm having trouble with my orgasms. Like, no, you're saying go ahead and find the tools that work for you yeah. and find those toys and the things that make you feel sexy and do like light you up and make you feel like, okay, yeah, I want to go for this. Exactly. I mean, that that is the thing. I mean, that that is one thing that is great is toys. Also, there's like some so many great CBD lubes right now. Like I love Foria. Foria. Oh yeah, Foria is great. Have you tried Foria? I have. So yes, you rub it's it. safe with pregnancy, so I'm like all for it. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. It's like a coconut oil lube with CBD. They have one that has THC in it mm-hmm. as well, and it totally helps with pain. It helps you relax because the reason why we don't want to have sex a lot of times is because we're anxious. Anxiety is a huge killer of our sex oh, life. Yeah. It actually helps with pain. It helps with anxiety. Um, it ha- and also it's like you have to wait 20 minutes, so it kind of like your partner can massage it. In for you or you massage it in for yourself and get yourself you know in the mood for it and like there's just a lot of great like different tools now something else I just thought of was um the thing I was gonna say is if it's not toys what was I gonna say well I was gonna ask you like yeah like like obviously like I think toys are fun but I know a lot of people are very you know they feel very vulnerable with toys they don't even know where to start or again they feel shameful or they're like oh my gosh I've never used a toy before in my freaking life so like how am I gonna start now at whatever age I'm at like what would you say to those people and like what would be other alternatives if they're if they aren't able to feel like they can go for toys okay so I feel like um first off there is no shit I mean most people have one but I feel like it's 
really just a matter of exploring. So it's a matter of getting lube. This is something that I believe that every single woman needs is you have to get a really good, get a lubricant. If you want to go buy it at the drugstore, fine. I just don't recommend those brands. Mm -hmm. I recommend, I love Uber Lube. I love Pure, P-J-U-R. Like I just, um, get it at a sex toy store, but don't, the ones sometimes they don't have the best ingredients, especially if you're pregnant. Um, but, but, a lubricant, so Indiana University, we've all heard of Kinsey Institute, mm-hmm. they did a study and they, women, when you use lube, women are 80% more likely to orgasm than without it. A few drops, you rub it in your clitoris, into your vulva, into your vagina, it's going to help you because it feels really great and then you're going to have more lubrication. Now here's the thing about lubrication, which we need to talk about, especially if you have kids, your hormones are changing, you're pregnant. Your wetness level is not an indicator of arousal, meaning you could be super wet and not turned on, or you could be turned on and not wet. Oh, I've, so, yeah, I've experienced that. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, and so you just have to always, like, that's my dream. I always say a lube on every nightstand, just a few drops, and you will, you will, you'll be more turned on. Start to, and start to explore. If you don't want to use toys, do it with your partner. Do it with yourself. Say, you know what? I've never tried to even masturbate, so I'm going to take a bath, start touching my body, look in the mirror, like figure out what feels good. And then you just start exploring with touch. And we have a ton of great resources at sexwithemily.com about if you've never masturbated, you've never touched yourself. Oh, I love that. We have blogs and, and resources and right. podcasts so much galore, stuff thousands of, three thousands through. of podcasts. Yeah, too. and that's amazing. And I love that you also say like, if you're not into toys, that kind of thing, it's like Yeah, I'm not a pusher. Like, like I'm like literally right. like I have tons that we get 30 pounds delivered here a week. I love toys, but no, like, I mean, I believe that it's just a matter of like relaxing, breathing, and just knowing that also like I, it, it might not happen right away. Like you have to be patient with it because you were one of the lucky ones that you, <laughs> Allie, like had an orgasm right away. But otherwise you got to like, I have a friend who spent like 30 days. She's like, Emily, I've never had one. This was in college, but I'll never forget it. Cause she's like, I'm going to spend every day for the next 30 days trying to have an orgasm. Wow. And at that time I never had one, but I was didn't even really understand it and didn't care. <laughs> right. I started this career later in right. my thirties. So I was like, ah, but she did it. And it wasn't until like the third week that she's like, Oh my God, I finally figured it out. And she's like amazing orgasms because she put in the time. Cause I don't love talk saying that orgasm is the only goal, but it certainly helps us to be thinking of like, where do I feel good? Because women like, it's not just the clitoris. It could be internal. We have 8,000 nerve endings. So just so explore, crazy. go slow, do it with your partner. Sh- you know, just explore together what feels good. Like I first went searching for my G-spot with a partner. I was like, I keep hearing about this G-spot thing. And like, we bought toys, <laughs> we bought a book. Like this was like, you know, 15 years ago. But it was like, okay, like then that's what we did together. And it was right. like a project. He's like, I want to help you. I'm like, great. Well, that's fun. And like you just, you just hit on make a really good point. Fun. Make it fun. Make it exploring. Like enjoy it. And I also love that you said that at the Lou because I have to be honest, like years ago, I really shamed myself for like th- like thinking like, oh, I need lube like to get going. But I, I am one of those people who does kind of start dry and then kind of gets going. And Everyone does. Thank pretty you. Much. And Especially I, and, for certain That's age. not what a lot of, you know, you like again you hear and so I'm like oh my gosh like why am I you know so dry because I am turned on and like I am into what's going on and so Justin finally was like let's just get like good lubes and like I'll keep the nightstand and like when we need them yeah we'll just use them and like not make a thing of it and it's like fine and then he started using it kind of like for foreplay and all that and then it was like and then I got into it and I was like oh wow this like opens a whole new world and like it's so much easier to get into it and I no longer actually have pain because like I am one of those women who I've pain like a lot right, because it's dry of yes, course exactly and so for 
Fulforia helps with pain as well, and just so does lube because what happens is, in fact, lube is better for your health because if you're too dry, then you can get tears in your vagina, mm. and then if you get tears, then you can get an STD. You're more susceptible to, right. to STDs, STIs. So truly, it's like it actually is isn't helps women, but the, you're absolutely right. And again, this is like patriarchy. The reason why there's so much shame around lube is because men or you know people with penises whatever they're, they're, they're feeling like oh i didn't turn her on i did something wrong like we have a it's, lot of it's misinformation about it's ego right we have so much misinformation about sex and lube make it feel like oh they're shameful or there's something i i didn't i did i didn't perform correctly but no it's really just like it's totally normal like it's great for hand jobs it's great for blow jobs like it's literally right. like for the multitasker <laughs> it's the fucking best and i'm telling you i think out of all the things i've taught people in 15 years like thank you for lube like it's just right we give it it's out just, it's just like a go to. Go to. Yeah, I, no, like, I, I literally completely agree. And women who work for me in their 20s, 30s, they're like, I will not leave home without it ever. I again. love it. So it's not even just if it's a certain age, it's just. Right. It's like universal. It's just It's like, universal. Yeah. yeah. Get playful with sex. Like make sex fun again. That's what I want people to do because we just, maybe it never was fun. And if you're a woman with pain, which 80% of women do experience pain at some point in their life, you don't have to live with pain. It could be some kind of trauma from a tampon. It could be sexual oh, that trauma. Was me a long time ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. Something could happen where it gets stuck. And mm-hmm. then you have Shit parts is so of, painful. Yeah. It, right? And it happens, but you could go see a pelvic floor physical therapist. You could, you know, beyond your gynecologist, I have found that more like a blend of Eastern Western medicine has helped a lot of women with um, dealing with pain. That's like really good to know. And speaking of pain, I was going to say like, you know, obviously like we, you know, expecting my second daughter in May and like being super excited, but of course already having the reality in my mind of like, oh, okay, I'm going to have to like wait to have sex again because you have to like, you know, get cleared to make sure your body's like safe and everything. And you know, with my daughter Amelia, I had an unexpected C-section. So I had to wait way longer. I think like we waited around like eight, nine weeks to have sex. And that was so painful and so hard. And I felt so bad because my husband was like trying so hard to not make it painful, but there was like no way around it. And I'm not going to lie, Emily, it was like that first time having sex again it was like oh my god this is so painful this does not feel good at all I don't want to have sex with you again and I had to like really like rework my brain and be like okay it's not gonna always feel like that though it's just feeling like that because you just birthed a human you know what I mean a human came out of your vagina (laughs) like can we just have a moment was cut out cut out of your vagina whatever it is like yes all the things right so that is it and I think that it's also unfair because they're like oh six weeks you're back what oh yeah hell no most women are not back after six weeks no they told me to wait nine I I wasn't even allowed to drive for the first eight because wow. it was like yeah because my c-section was so painful so it was like the scar like the pushing and all that and so it's yes. like and so I'm trying to prepare myself you know mentally like with this next baby girl I want to you know I want to do a v-back which is a vaginal birth after a c-section so I'm like working with my chiropractor and doing all these different things to like you know adjust my body and try to like make sure I'm somewhat Great. you know ready and all that jazz but it's like I have in my head already like whether I push her out or she is you know is right. cut out of me again it is going to be a process so like how would you say on that level for you know mom that are pregnant right now and are thinking about their sex lives after pregnancy like how do you kind of like go to yourself and say like okay yeah this shit may be painful because you did just give birth and like you kind of have to like start over in a sense and yeah. tell yourself it's it's okay because you have to do this to kind of break through to move yeah. forward but like how do you tell your mind like well, oh it's not going to be like this forever <laughs> well no I mean I think that all those things are true also if you are having pain don't I don't think you should push through it, first off. I think you have to wait until you're feeling a lot better. But yeah, the first time, even if you are like ready, maybe it's a little painful. That that, right. that makes sense. But I think also like setting expectations and like 
and still keeping intimacy alive. Intimacy is not just about penetration. Again, going back to the like mutual masturbation, kissing, giving each other sensual massages. You could still be sexual and be intimate, but without actually having, you know, intercourse, penetrative sex. And that's where like toys and massage candles and lubes and all that really come in, come into play. And I think, um, making sure that you are, are ready for it, you know, doing your Kegel exercises really helps. Like there's so many great, there's something that's amazing that just this Yarlap, it's this toy that actually, it's not even a toy. It's not a toy. It's a thing. And they give this out in France. They really Hmm. do. When you leave the hospital, this is why we're so messed up here. When you leave the hospital, (laughs) they give you these things to strengthen your pelvic floor and you put it inside of you and it, it, you lay back for 15 minutes and it actually is like a little device. It has a monitor and it does your, it strengthens your kegels without you having to do them. Oh my gosh. If you have urinary incontinence, even if you don't have kids, it's, it's, it's kind of a miracle. Like I'm surprised we, it's just amazing what I've just heard back. Cause we just started like getting them and hearing about it and people are sort of freaking out. It's, oh, I'm going to have to check it it's out. It's very cool. What, how yeah. do you spell it? It's Y-A-R-L-A-P, Yarlap. Wow. And it's like, oh yeah. And then the, that, that, why aren't we giving women more information that it's going to take you time to rebuild? Um, whether you've just had it, had a baby, you, you have, like, it's not. And the problem is that most women don't remember to do them. I have an iPhone app called Kegel Camp that I started years <laughs> ago, but now like you could set it twice a day to remember to do them at a traffic light. But so just if you could use, and there's also Kegel balls that you can wear around and that just helps straighten I'm doing it. that right now as we're podcasting. I, yeah, exactly. I'm never, I'm like sitting in the car and podcast, like wherever I can. I'm like, yeah, you have remember to. remember to do this. You have to because it's all, your pelvic floor is not going to be as strong after, after kids. It's just not. No. And so that's part of making sure that you're healthy, like you're, you're vaginally healthy as well. And also just like, again, not pushing it, being transparent with your partner, like telling them like, cause they might feel like maybe I did something while you don't have sex and just saying, I'm still in pain. I need some time and making sure that you still have that intimacy. If they need a hand job or a blow job, like whatever you can do, there's right. toys for men too. There's like masturbation sleeves. You could still like, jack- I'm just looking, there's one over there. It's like the pulse. <laughs> I know, I love it. I've been staring at all your toys. It's oh my amazing. God, you haven't seen the sex toy closet yet. <laughs> um, it's called the hot octopus and you could give your partner, uh, or the flashlight, which has been around forever. Like you literally, you could be sitting there like giving him a hand job with this thing that feels amazing. It's not your vagina, but it like, right. like there's something. Still getting up, you're still connected and intimate. Right. And, and, and I think that's a really good point of like someone like me who's like already like, oh my gosh, like we're going to have two girls. And like, that's amazing. I'm super excited to continue to build our family. But I'm like, I don't want to also lose that relationship with my husband. I don't want to lose that connection because like he's where it all started. So I love that you said that about intimacy. Like don't feel like the pressure of it just has to be that. It's like there's so many different ways to be intimate. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I was going to say, I know we have to wrap this up soon, but I wanted to say like you obviously have inspired millions, everything that you're doing. Why do you think like you have such a fire and passion for all of this with you know sex and just education and all the different things that people have obviously so many questions about there's such a stigma still and there's so much taboo you know information and you just really kind of just keep breaking through that wall which I love but it's like and it's so refreshing but like why do you think you do have so much passion and fire and you're able to continue to just break through and keep you know knocking down barriers and keep educating everyone um I, honestly I think because it's so important and I realize that the more I do it the more people like need this help so I'm just like oh my god and now all the kids need the help because they're watching porn and the I mean everybody needs to talk about sex more you know from like I always say my audience is literally 18 to 83 because it's such a um it, I believe that it's something that like, I love helping people it's very satisfying for me to like this was never about me like 
I don't even know when I started, I was just like, wow, I didn't know any of this. Like I wasn't always the expert. I knew nothing about sex. And it was, so it was a personal journey of me figuring out like sex isn't always great for me. I was like, I was not like you. I wasn't having orgasms all the time. And I thought this seems really important. And why don't I know about it? And I, I, all I can say is that it's, I feel like it's providing a service. Like I feel like it's bigger than I am even. It's just like, it is, it is changing people's lives. And it's really hard to stop when you see what you've been doing keeps helping people and more and more people every single day. And I feel like we're at a really good time now where there's so much like technology, there's so many products, there's so many women owned companies now are getting into it. People are kind of, the shame is going away a little bit more and women are kind of taking their sexuality back if they ever had it. So (laughs) I just think it's an exciting time and I, love helping people yeah no and I love it and I and I think like the way you help people too is like you said that there is no shame you're always making people feel like you know even if they don't know you personally you know like that you're you know that you're a friend you're someone that you know you can be called on you're you're not going to shame them there is no no ego everyone does go through this and it did like you said just like anxiety all those other things that we list out as things that we all go through it's like sex is on the list too but for whatever reason people don't think that and myself included I've been guilty of that too where it's like oh really like someone else had that experience Like, it wasn't just me, you know? So I think that's, like, so important. So before I let you go, what what tips maybe or what would you want to leave, you know, especially my, like, you know, parent and mom and, you know, pregnant audience with as far as just a couple of little things to take away that they should really kind of hone in on and and think about and, like you said, like, really, you know, keep lighting that pilot light. Yeah, I I would say the first thing is communication is a lubrication that you, you, you have to feel comfortable talking about sex, either with yourself, your children, your partner, like, sex is not a dirty word. So, however you can find it, and again, my podcast, um, we've got tons of stuff on the site, just talking to your therapist, it has to be, and, and just know that you're not alone and that Every, most of my callers, most of my emails, the questions I get, people just want to know if they're normal. And I'm here to tell you that it is, you are completely normal, that everything that you want and desire is totally fine and giving yourself permission and more Thank self-love. you for saying that because I always tell people normal is a freaking setting on a washing machine. Yeah. Like it is not, like, you know <laughs> what I mean? It's like it, is, like, it is not, like we all, like you said, we all, you know, like to compare and think, oh, but this is a perfect life and this perfect life. And it's like, you have no idea how much mess is going on There's so behind much the mess. scenes. Yeah, there is, there is. So I really just, think keeping sex top of mind prioritizing your own pleasure getting comfortable asking for what you want is really important for women I think that we are you know more nurturing and we're caregivers and we're like oh I'll just do this for my partner I'm going to act sexy because I saw it in porn and do this move but like no figure out what makes you feel good because that's the only way you're going to learn to keep your pilot lit and be interested in sex yes and um yeah there's no shame in the sex game I love that no and I just you know you know I love and adore you and like I just like I really truly love your know your heart and your passion your fire behind everything because you really feel it and I think that's why people are so drawn to you you know and they feel like they can share because you just allow that to keep happening and like there is no ego there is no question it's like no we all go through this this is so normal like yes no thank you and obviously everyone knows where to find you but go ahead and plug I I love how you think that babe I don't know it's sex plug yourself anyways sexwithemily.com is my site I'm sexwithemily on all social media Instagram, Twitter, Facebook if you have any sex questions uh, feedback at sexwithemily.com I'm on Sirius XM Satellite Radio Channel Stars 109 Monday through Friday 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific 8 to 10 East it's also on demand. I've got podcasts wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Amazing. I'm going to have to have you back on because after after I have the second baby yes. girl, I feel like I'm going to have way Come more in. questions. And Anytime. Be like, All right. How do we keep this? How do we keep this moving? So thank you so much, love. And guys, tell cheers next time. Bye. Awesome. That was Perfect. Awesome. It's 2 10. I was trying to watch the clock. Oh. Amazing. Thank you. <laughs> I was, oh, you were so incredible. I'm